Hi, I'm Ben. I'm Beth. And this is Booze. Booze. I'm going to open this up. Okay. I haven't opened it up yet. I meant to get coasters because we hit the table a lot when mm-hmm. we record. But. And this table is kind of echoey. But we eventually we'll move to that table over there, which I cleaned off today. Okay. And it was nice to finally see that table. These headphones still don't work. So I'm not going to use them. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was nice to actually see that table because it's like, oh yeah, that's the table I bought. It is a nice table. Ago. It's very nice. It's like stainless steel and yeah. wood and doesn't have chairs. That's okay. Yeah. That's a minor detail. That's step two. Uh, people all across the world don't use tables or chairs. Yeah. I mean, so. I can't sit on the floor too long. My feet fall asleep. Okay. Because I guess I have bad circulation and I'm old. <laughs> I don't know. It's something. <laughs> So, um, I'm immediately going to go into something, Uh um, because when we were doing our recording test, Uh you said, this made me think of something, and I will tell you in a minute, and I'm way too curious to know what you're about to tell me, because I asked if you could sing me any songs. Yes. Um, Because I have a voice of a a songbird. mm -hmm. Yep. That is often what I think of when I think of Beth. (laughs) I think songbird. It's my next thought. Do you know I really wanted to, like, legitimately sing when I was younger? Did you? Yeah, yeah, but I was in hard. I was in choir, and I'm fairly certain that my choir teacher was like, um, "Could you not be in choir?" Mm, I think I was one of those. No, that happens. So I am also a hardcore turn the radio up as loud as I possibly can because then I can't hear myself. Sweet. So there's that also. There's nothing wrong with your only audience being your steering wheel. That's fine. Well, or my children, which is the case from yesterday. So we're driving, doing some errands, and. I don't actually, this is probably not a shocker to you, Um, I'm one of those weirdos who often drives with it being silent in the car. Oh, that doesn't surprise me (laughs) in the slightest. Because it's the only time in my life when things are quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're, but I told you that I signed up my daughters for hip hop class. You did not. Oh, yes. They're in hip hop. Um, And they also have uh, the rhythm of, um, of two individuals whose mother can't carry a tune. (laughs) fantastic yes so i said let's practice let's put on like one of our like more hippie hop type stations Mm -hmm. or whatever that we have in the valley and um like we'll just we'll listen to the beats and we'll try to like you know Mm -hmm. get more on rhythm because hopefully there's something that they can improve upon in class um otherwise we won't be doing this again in the future and so we're we're driving all around town and we're listening to these songs and i'm like oh man it's like throwback like this is a throwback weekend and i'm like this is this is my jam because i know all the words this is like some good stuff and it was like one hit after the other it was i mean they were knocking it out of the park and i legitimately thought this was the one like you know uh, pop radio station that we have in the valley like the the big one and i looked down and it, it wasn't it was just some random station um that I don't listen to on a regular basis, but mm-hmm. it was playing some throwback hits. That's awesome. Which is awesome. So I'll tell you the station after we're done because yeah, nobody sure. cares but no. you and me. Um, so we're going around and all of a sudden TLC's No Scrubs comes on. Oh, nice. And I am I am jamming out and, and the girls are in the back seat and they're, they're like, you know, listening to me kind of rapping along because again... Um, I'm a child of the 80s. Yep. Like, I know all of the words, yep. including the rap lyrics, which I also learned on my eighth grade trip walking through Arlington Cemetery in Washington, D.C. Fun fact. Uh, we'll just go with fact. <laughs> fun, fun, disrespecting fact. Yeah. About that? Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm singing along, whatever, and um, my one daughter goes, Mom, what's a scrub? Yeah. <laughs> so I had that conversation with my five-year-old, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. Um 
But well done. She did use it in the proper context later that day. Fantastic. Yeah. We're going to back up, though. Okay. Why did you learn lyrics while walking through Arlington Secretary? Did you just have, like, headphones on as you were walking through Arlington Secretary? So it was our eighth grade class trip. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and that song, I think, had just come out. Okay. Yeah, 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 we would have been out in eighth grade. Pretty certain that, like, that's just what you do. You, like, listen to it over and over again to memorize the lyrics. So you learned it on your class trip to the cemetery? Like, maybe on the bus, but not actually in the cemetery itself? I can't. Sure. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. We're going to go with sure? I don't know. Okay. I I don't remember taking a bus through the cemetery. I'm sure we walked, and I'm... I'm sure, we were, I'm sure we were respectful. Oh, it's... it's I've heard it's amazing. Oh, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 I, I, it's amazing. It's a place I want to go. Um, I'm going to go with I was not a disrespectful mm-hmm. eighth grader, yeah. and then I just did it on the bus. Okay, and we're going to back up again. How did you explain what a scrub was to a five-year-old? Um, I said it was kind of like an unkind loser type of person. Okay. No, that's that's solid. That's that's, so, that's a good explanation. I mean, and then when she used it in context later, later, mm-hmm. who was she, she talking about? She was talking about her sister. Uh, that's what I was going to guess. So, I mean, it worked. Mm-hmm. It was a stretch, but it worked. Okay. And luckily, we had been in the car long enough that when um, I Like Big Butts comes, came on, mm-hmm. um, they were asleep. Because, by the way, brilliant song. It's really dirty. It's exceptionally dirty. <laughs> um, in fact... Uh, fun fact, I was listening to NPR the other morning while driving to work, okay. and they were talking about him, oh. and he turned 57 last Excellent. week. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I like looked back, because I'm singing along, because again, it's a catchy tune. It's, yeah. I still know that entire song. As do I, but yeah. I don't think I really ever like truly listened to the words. Oh, no. I have. It's not. And I look back, because... I didn't want to turn it off, because it's a great song, and mm-hmm. I'm like, thank God they're asleep, because... Yeah. It's... it's it is... It's super dirty, and I would not want to have explained it's that It's the one. most innuendo that you can pack in one song, yeah. like, ever. And super degrading. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. And we have we have we both have pillows that say, I like big books and I cannot lie. We do. Yeah. So we are oh, yeah. also part of the problem. But I do like big books. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you my AF story mm-hmm, with my did. daughter? Did I tell that on the podcast? Okay, good. Yeah, that's, that's still my favorite child moment of the month. It's a good one. Oh, that's awesome. Do you write those things down? Do you keep like... I don't. You should. I should. I send her emails. I have an email address for her. We did that for a while, but I couldn't remember what the email and mm-hmm. or password yeah. would be. So I own a domain. Yeah. Um, and it just, she just has an email address on my domain, so that's why it's easy. But So I just write her emails every once in a while. That's cool. And that's fun. Yeah. I'll give it to her all on her 18th, 18th birthday. Yeah. Or graduation. One of the two. I haven't decided. Okay. Yeah. And she'll, she'll get a, a, a pile of stuff, but that's probably one that I should send her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, good. Oh. And I want to apologize for being a little late. I was also um, attempting to get uh, gum out of said child's hair. So, did did you get it out and didn't have to cut it? I did have to cut what, it. What do you put in your hair to get it out? Isn't there like a substance that you can put in that makes it easier? Is it peanut butter? No. I, oh, I don't know. I think it's. I think you ice it out. You ice it. Maybe you freeze it. That's right. You freeze it and hit it with a hammer. I remember, huh. I remember being told that once before. If like it's down, the, you freeze it and you hit it with, or something heavy, uh-huh. and it will actually break. Yeah, I didn't um, do that. I was like, "Give me the scissors and don't tell dad." And then I said, "Get out of my hair." Okay. Yeah. Get out of my hair, literally. And also get out of yours. Correct. So you and then I said, "You're off. done with gum." Yeah. Yeah. We don't let my daughter have gum. Uh, they're pretty quiet when they have gum, so mm. that works for me. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> no, she's still not allowed to have it. She's mm-hmm. like, uh, my wife is very 
adamant, like, exceptionally adamant for the choking or what? Um, so Megan is afraid of choking. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, when she had to let uh, uh, my son, we went to a restaurant around here that has like a it's a pita crisp uh-huh. type of deal. It's got a bunch of cheese on it. Yes, and she she has to let it cool enough so the cheese hardens, so he can't choke on the cheese because she feels like a big, big giant piece of cheese is gonna come off. And he's gonna choke on it. Okay, um, which has happened to no kid ever, but um, <laughs> she said it happened to her. So. Um, hey, fair enough. But I think it's with with my daughter who is uh, she's she's in the the finals this year for world's messiest child. She's okay. made it through all the brackets. Okay. Um, <laughs> that it would this would yeah this would be a disaster. Okay. It would either be in her hair. I mean, this is the kid where I changed her sheets a couple weeks ago and I found a slice of ham in it. I mean, it's this kid. This, it, so she, she can't have those things. That's so gross. It was, it was gross. And it was, and it was dry enough to where I thought it was like a really thin slice of prosciutto. I was like, oh no, this, she wouldn't eat that. This is actual ham. This is ham. And she went downstairs and got it herself and brought it up and didn't eat it. Okay. Just left it in her bed. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she wanted a snack for later. Yeah, well... Just don't put your snacks in your pillowcase because that's where that was. Okay. What are you drinking, Beth? I'm drinking the 508. 508. <laughs> cool. I'm also dyslexic. Mm-hmm. Um, the 805. Yeah? Yeah. I love that beer. Yeah. Firestone Walker Brewing Company. It is a great company. Um, they do. So they also, um, one, of, one of the guys in our office often wears an 805 hat and it's not because it's a beer, mm-hmm. but he's like on their like dirt bike racing team. Okay. Um, so, and they, apparently he, I was talking to him about that them once and, um, apparently they're just like really cool people. It's like, I guess it's a small company or a smaller company, um, that really takes really good care of their employees and yep. really cares about their customers. So they're always one of the ones that whenever I see their name, I think about like, oh, this is everything I hear. It's like, oh, this is the way a company's supposed to be. I think the first time, uh, I went to San Luis Obispo. So like central mm-hmm. coast, California, um, we had this for the, for the, like on, on draft I'm mm-hmm. like hmm this is actually quite delightful really good where's it from um it's Paso Robles okay yeah central I don't, coast I don't, yeah I don't think I actually know where that is I know it's in California but I don't um, think I know it's exactly like, where it is Paso Robles also has a beautiful wine country too oh yeah mm-hmm. you would know mm-hmm. you would know I am a wino so yeah what yeah. about you I am drinking a grapefruit wine white claw uh-huh. um because uh-huh. uh I was going to go like I made my own club soda today um, like flavored club soda. I had mm-hmm. some other stuff in the fridge. Uh-huh. The only thing I don't have is vodka. And I was going to go to the store and buy vodka. And then I looked at my phone mm-hmm. and saw that you were going to be showing up in like six minutes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my wife had White Claw in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And so I'm drinking this um, grapefruit white, white Claw. Okay. Yeah. So I saw a meme yesterday that I'm mm-hmm. going to repeat to you. Okay. Um, I wonder if this is the same one I saw. It, I, it is. I'm sure it is. It's. Here we go. Uh-huh. The Beastie Boys didn't fight for our right to party for y'all to be drinking White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that's not the one I saw. Oh. The one I saw said, no more Netflix and chill. Now we're going to White Claw and break the law. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I really liked. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, um, this is this is the weakest drink that I've ever drank on this podcast. Okay. It is 5% alcohol. It is 100 calories. And it tastes like I'm drinking LaCroix. Which is either a good thing mm-hmm. or really, really bad thing. Or you've got some thing. problems, yeah. Yeah, or, well, no. I don't, I mean, I don't, there's no alcohol taste to this whatsoever. Okay. So you could drink like 10 of them before you probably notice it sneaking up on you. <laughs> and next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. And next week's episode, we read the back of the White Claw where it says, please drink responsibly. <laughs> but I'm in, we're in my house today, so I can do what I want. That's right. No kids. 
no no kids yeah 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 so thanks yeah we we appreciate all of you mm-hmm. for for that episode no disclaimers this week none that we know of i mean people could come home okay I mean, they, they all left and went shopping mm-hmm. by ice cream mm-hmm. so but right. here's hoping yeah there you go all right well um why don't we take our first break sure and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what you've been reading and we're back. We're back. Well, that was are you all right? Oh yeah, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> you yeah. just made a face. It's the way I look then. Okay, um, you're a little sunburnt. A little bit. Yeah, outside today. Yeah, I had to finish this book in order to be able to talk to it. <laughs> so I told my family to leave me alone. Oh no, so you just lay outside and read. Yeah. I, to be fair, I was in the shade for the majority of it. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So what did you read? So hot off of the presses, literally mm-hmm. finished maybe 30 minutes before I came over mm-hmm. here. Um, I read The Huntress by Kate Quinn. Okay. So this is, um, I've also reviewed and we've talked about yeah, the Alice Network. Key. Yes, yes. That's which why. I think you've purchased, but you haven't read yet. I haven't read right? it. Yeah, it's out there somewhere okay. in that room. Um, yeah. So this is her second story. Um, so she writes historical fiction, which is, you know, clearly up my alley. Um, and... So I've I been wanting to read this one for a while. It's a little bit longer than the Alice Network. So um, this it starts off, and again, I feel like I'm a complete broken record. Um, multiple storylines coming along, but then they're, they're braided and weaved in between towards the end. So one of the storylines uh, starts with this young girl who's uh, roughly 16 years old. Her name is Nina, and she lives in... Uh, like the far east of Soviet Union, like in the middle of absolute nowhere with her dad and her siblings. And one by one, her siblings end up leaving because you like that's not a place you stay. You leave and you actually never come back and you kind of cut ties with your family. Her dad um, is a raging alcoholic. And again, they're living in like a tiny, tiny place, raging alcoholic. And he tries to um, kill Nina multiple times. And the, the one major time was he held her head underneath the, the lake. Yeah, like he's a, he's a bad guy. Um, but he basically says, like, our family, like, we don't die. Like, we're, we're, we're hunters. We're, like, nobody's ever going to catch us. Um, but he makes some comment to her at, later in life that says, um, you know, always keep running, always keep searching. Like, nobody will ever touch you. What do you mean by never going to catch us? Um, so they live out there again in the middle of kind of nowhere, like on purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he speaks against the government. He just, he's got some oh, things so, you don't do in Russia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Things yeah, you yeah. don't do in Russia. And, um, I, there, there's no mention of a mom and it's not important in the story. Um, but he basically just said like, you are, you know, you're part of this family. This is part of your blood. Like you, you never, you're not going to get caught doing whatever Mm -hmm. you want in life and like go go get what you want go get what's yours chase your dreams type of thing but not in like the super supportive kind of dad way Mm -hmm. like yeah so ultimately she she ends up leaving um when he's like pass out drunk when he tries to kill her again and she she runs off and she meets a man who um flies an, an airplane and she becomes completely enamored with um aviation so she uh, steals money from her dad, escapes the house, and goes to this bigger town that has, like, an aviation um, school. And she becomes a very, very um, prominent um, aviator pilot. So that's one storyline. Her name is Nina. Another storyline is um, about um, the, this family in Boston. So this is just post, just, yeah, 
this particular storyline is just post-World War II um, in Boston. Um, it's, a, it's a dad and a daughter. His name is Dan, and the daughter, the 16- or 17-year-old girl, is named uh, Jordan. And the mom had passed away previously when, when Jordan was little. And he runs an antique store, um, and it's just the two of them. And at some point in time, he ends up meeting um, this this really you know young woman. Um, she says she's Polish, but nobody's quite sure and actually jordan the daughter has some reservations although she goes along with it um but she's like dad there's just something there's something about this woman uh but her dad's like you know nonsense nonsense uh they're gonna and they're gonna be married so families collapse so there's the the dad and the the teenage daughter this the new stepmom who's from gosh nobody knows where and then this little this little girl her so her now stepsister named ruth and um, Jordan, the teenager, um, has she wants to become a famous photographer when she gets big, and she like takes photos of things all the time, including her new stepmother. And she's just like she caught what she thinks was like the, the best picture she's ever taken, and there's just something off, and she's not sure what it is. So like her antennas are up, and she's now on the search for like this woman isn't who she said she is. Um, during the the wedding reception, um, she holds. Uh, her mother her her stepmother's um, wedding bouquet and sees inside there's like a little um medallion it's a like a nazi swastika like hidden in uh. in there but the next time so she takes a picture of it because she always has her camera but the next time she sees it or sees the bouquet the the medallion is gone but okay again she she knows something is wrong with this woman but she like her dad doesn't want to hear it and nobody wants to hear it from her so that's one storyline and then the third storyline is these people who are um, there's two gentlemen, Ian and Tony, who um, basically go after war criminals. They're living in Austria, um, and they, they go after war criminals, and then they bring them to justice, um, bring them to the courts and let them do all of the, kind of the work. It's like bounty hunters type deal. It, exactly, yep. Um, so those are the three stories, and they certainly get intertwined um, throughout. But what these people are finding, so you hear the story of Nina doing kind of her aviation. She becomes, they, th- there's a, a group of women who get called up to the front lines uh, fighting for the Soviet Union. It's an all-female um, aviation bomber squad, and they're, they're fighting the Nazis, which was like a pretty cool story. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Nina falls in love with a, f- a fellow female pilot, and but ultimately, um, several years later, she gets... Um, like uh, tapped on the shoulder and basically they said um we know about your father we know that he's against the soviet union he's not supporting uh stalin like he's not communist enough he's not communist enough so we're we're going after him but oh yeah by the way we go after the whole family and she's like but i've been fighting for you guys for years and they basically like it's, it doesn't matter and so her um commanding officer i don't even know what would be considered basically gave her the heads up so nina takes the pilot takes the um, plane one night on one of their their missions and doesn't go with everybody else flies and ends up going as far west as she possibly can she doesn't crash but she lands and then she's now in like survivalist mode she ends up meeting um the one of the brothers of ian um one of the storylines so that's how that kind of gets intertwined and they find out that this um ian's brother gets murdered by this woman um and they're not entirely sure who who she is but she ends up killing six um jewish children like you know um just like point blank just you know execution style um she kills his brother and she's just like cold like completely cold but a beautiful woman so she's the huntress 
So now oh. everybody is on the hunt for different reasons to find the huntress. Well, you find out pretty soon off pretty soon on that this, this, the new stepmother is the huntress. She found her way from Austria um, all the way to Boston, and now everybody's looking for her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. that's a, That seems like a great story. It's, um, yeah, I will tell you the first hundred pages, I was a little, even though the chapters are, are titled, the, mm-hmm. the person who's speaking or telling the story, mm-hmm. which is helpful, um, I wasn't entirely sure who Nina was for a little while oh, yeah, like yeah. it was a it's little con- it was a little confusing i'm like hmm. but then finally it, it, it panned out and it was told it was told beautifully like very very fast moving once you get through that part so i would say the first third i was um i really liked the boston story but i was i was unsure what the connections were and maybe i just was trying to make the connections i'm not sure but um it was a really cool story that seems great yeah. did she write this before or after the alice network so after and she did um only one because you haven't read the Alice Network yet. No, 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 okay. yet. no. So she does one reference to the Alice Network oh, in the book. Oh, she does? She name drops um, one of the, the main characters, Eve. Awesome. Like I think I told you. Yeah. Um, as I'm reading through, I'm like, Eve? Yeah. So, so she, I mean, since they're both fictitious stories, yeah. but she makes it like they take place in the same universe. So that's cool. They do take place in the same universe. She literally threw one nugget in there, and that was it. She mentioned Eve's name once. Awesome. And I, I was like, Eve? Oh, Eve. Like, I know who that is. Yeah. So, but that was it. She did nothing else. There was no other par- parallels to the book. Yeah. Did she, has, was Alice Network her first book? Has she written more than that? Because, um, I mean, this is two books in a row of hers that you've been exceptionally excited about. Yeah. Well, so, but it's, I mean, to be fair. I mean, it's World War II yeah. fiction, but no, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, sh- I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd be curious. Because Alice Network is, I actually bought a hard copy of that. Right. And it's over there. And it's, right. It's definitely high on my list. And yeah. it wouldn't have been as high on my list if you had you not been yeah. excited about it. And actually, my wife uh, listened to the audio okay. and absolutely loved it, too. Okay. So, um, And she doesn't do books yep. very often. Right. So, yeah, if she liked it, that means I'm probably going to end up liking it. Yeah. I would say this one was a little bit... Um, this one was clearly written after the Alice Network, and it was a bit more intricate. Mm. So... And I think she did a better job of weaving the stories together um, and not make it like just, you know, a couple stories told in parallel. Like she actually did a good job That's weaving cool. it together. That's cool. I think those are the mo- most fun. And we talked about that a bunch recently. It's like all our books are like that. Right. They're all like that. Right. Recently. Recently and they it, are. It might just be the new jam that that's what authors are doing, but yeah. you don't need to stop. No. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Well, it kept it pretty interesting. So, yeah. 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 I enjoyed it. Especially when the the oh my god moment pops up mm-hmm. and you realize like all the all the stuff like mm-hmm. I just like when uh, I would go back this year to a bunch of like free fall like to the way like that within that story actually hit its peak and you're like oh my god mm-hmm. like and I didn't even see it coming mm-hmm. you know that's the best stuff totally stuff. Cool. totally so that was the only one to, it was it's a it's a thicker book so yeah I actually um because you had a physical copy of that I saw I you walking around with it earlier this week yes I thought that was like oh that's that's not a short book at all. Not a short book, and I'm, I'm so spoiled. I feel like with my Kindle, uh-huh. I read so much faster on my Kindle than I do yeah. a, a hard copy book. Absolutely. So, um, so that was you know it was it was a nice change because I love I love an actual book. Nothing feels. I mean, yeah. I'll say it's nerdy enough. Nothing smells better than an actual totally. book. Nothing smells better than bookstores. Yep. Um, I mean, we're setting up the library in the other room, and I'll show you the picture later. But I found the, this series of uh, Game of Thrones books. Mm-hmm. Um, that come in a trilogy they're all different colors based on this the stuff and my wife's like well you know you have those all on your Kindle and it's like so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter right because I will open them and I will read them all again there's right. a set of gold leaf 
um, Lord of the Rings books that I saw. They're not cheap. Sure. It's like the whole set in total is like 180 bucks, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and it's like, oh, I will own those too because like you know these are books that are important to yeah. me. Like yeah. yeah. So no, there's nothing better than an actual book. Yeah. yeah. It's just there's nothing more convenient than my Kindle. Exactly. My Kindle has like 500 books on it at this point. Yeah. Because so. you know, like most people, I I'm sure I have. I do better when I've got a lot of things going on where I can focus. Like, I don't have ADD, but I can, I like to do short snippets and then focus on something else. And mm-hmm. like, so even at work, I really love to do, you know, 10 minutes of work, something else, read for five. It's, I do the same thing. I love it, but it's really hard to do that with an actual book. Yeah. My Kindle sits to my right yep. a lot during the workday because um, I don't take breaks. Yep. Um, ever mm-hmm. um, and you know I don't smoke so mm-hmm. it's like there's almost no point to where I'm out of my office right. except for you know usually at like the top of the hour do I not have a meeting set and I was like okay I did I just did 50 minutes of solid work I'm gonna read for mm-hmm. 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I read a thing about it a couple of years ago about like you, you'll do better work that way yep. because your brain shifts focus and mm-hmm. it has a chance to like you know it's neural synapses and all that stuff mm-hmm. and I I really I really believe in it for it's sure very healthy for sure cool yeah so i have i have two um even though i bought a while ago a whole bunch of hard copy books mm-hmm. at, as i mentioned that the donation yeah, yeah, yeah. center yep. that were like brand new um i've got two kindle books now so i'm actually kind of looking for a nice break yeah actually um we'll need to go to the donation center maybe not this week because my car's in the shop again but next week mm-hmm. when i because i have a bunch of stuff to donate oh, to take uh to take okay. it's not gonna fit in in my other car mm-hmm. um and we'll need to go on a monday we have right? to go on monday okay yeah, so maybe day. monday after next <laughs> maybe monday after next. i'll be in canada you'll be in canada so I'll go, okay we'll go after that what are you awesome. reading or what um, did you read okay so um i I'm reading three books. Of course you are. Kind of in conjunction, but one of these three I am unbelievably excited about. Okay. Um, it is it is so fun, and uh, all our geek friends that that listen for this will, will be into this book. But So I'll talk about the other two first. Okay. Um, first one I don't need to talk about very much is I am listening to the audio of Daisy Jones and the Six. Yes. Because uh, we talked about that last week. Um, I'm also listening to my, po- my really horrible review, which, which I thought turned out it was great. Because um, I'm also listening to the Disgraceland podcast, which is a lot about uh, rock stars yes, yes. and how like their lives are super messed up. And yeah. I, I listened to the Amy Winehouse, and that was a trip episode, and like the Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love stuff. So it's like I had been listening to that when you mentioned this, and I was like, well, yeah. I'm kind of into that mm-hmm. right now. Um, and so I started listening to that. And that is 100% something you have to pay attention to. Okay. Uh, the production value is unbelievable. Everybody is a different voice. Mm-hmm. Every single character mm-hmm. is a different voice. Um, most cases, like a, a famous actor or actress. Um, and that, I was, I started on my drive to work. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, it starts heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's talking about, oh, yeah, like, I, I ended up leaving the house for like three months to go live with this disco star like Mm -hmm. and her album failed so she got kicked out of the house that the producer bought her and the producer only bought it for her because she wanted to sleep with her but we were there all the time like just doing cocaine and and you know all these uppers and like you know drugs that don't exist anymore like like black bettys and quaaludes and like all this stuff and he finally kicked us out because a she wouldn't sleep with him and Mm b um, like her record failed so I went back home and I went back home and the first thing my dad said to me was like hey did you break the coffee machine this morning 
Yeah, she's like, I've been gone. I don't live here. Yeah. I I don't live here. And then I talked to my mom and mom's like, oh, you bought a new couch. I'm like, like, you're, and she's 15. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And they don't care, but they're also the parents are super rich, so like they talk about going down to the pier in her BMW when she's 16 years old, um, and then again like doing coke and like doing mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Everyone on on the strip like learning who she is and knows that she's super underage, but they're all like she's gorgeous and cool, so we're gonna let her in. Mm-hmm. Um, with and her then, no shoes. With her no <laughs> shoes, yeah, um, no shoes and big hair. Yep, and um, how like. Every and like the you probably remember from just reading the book, but you know, like the guys that were infatuated with her, mm-hmm. it's worse when you put a voice to it because mm. they're all creeps, yeah. Like it's the creepiest sounding stuff because she's like, Oh, I was so worried about this kid. I'm like, You're like 45, mm-hmm. she's 15. She's like, My eye was drawn to her every time she came in the room. 15 mm-hmm. again, 15, mm-hmm. not okay, yeah. Um, so. Uh, I can't, it's not one of those, like when I'm walking around the house and still unpacking and still doing stuff, I can't listen to it because yeah. I find myself stopping and like sitting somewhere to listen to it, but it is great. Yeah. Um, cool. so I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you, you cool. said that I should listen to that one. Um, the other one is I'm reading inspection by Josh, Josh Mallerman. Yes. This is the one that I'm reading yep. on my break. So I'll probably have this done by the time we talk next week. Okay. Um, uh, so I, I want to walk something back that I said last week because I wasn't far enough in to know. Right. I said I thought it took place in a post-apocalyptic era. Yeah. Totally doesn't. Okay. I don't know when it takes place, but they talk about um, a lot of modern stuff and, and, and like just going a little further forward. Where I'm at is it seems to be um, they have taken 26 boys... And they call them the alphabet boys, right? right? They all have a, a name, a letter corresponding to the alphabet. And we we're led so far to care about J the most. J is the J is the character that that we are aligned to. And then there is Dad, which again was an right. acronym. I still don't know why it's an acronym. D period, A period, D period. His name is actually Richard. We we right. learned that just a little bit going forward. And he has sequestered the boys to keep them away from women. Mm-hmm. And he believes that if we keep them away from the opposite gender... Now, it doesn't seem to be, like, um, women are the problem. It seems to be the opposite gender is the problem. That's kind of how they're doing it. So it doesn't seem, like, super sexist yet, but I'm sure it's getting there. (laughs) Um, They... If they keep him away from that and they keep the boys together and he cultivates them in a certain way, he's going to create 26 geniuses. So... At one point, it looks like, again, I can't prove this, but it seems like all the kids were taken at birth from, like, mothers who were able to give them up because one of the kids' mothers shows up mm-hmm. at one point when they were, like, a baby, when they were, like, two. To take to get them back? To Because, yeah, may, maybe. Okay. You don't know that mm-hmm. if she was getting him back or not, if she had regrets, because the minute he saw her... Mm-hmm. Um, he had the cards grab her and throw her in an incinerator... And killed her right away. Cool. Like, she immediately dies. Um, It's also led to believe that uh, A and Z, Mm -hmm. one of them saw her through the window and started, like, questioning it when it got older. And the other one, I don't know what he did yet. But they did something enough to where he's like, incinerator. So it seems like if they step out of line in Mm -hmm. any way, he's like, oh, experiment failed. You gotta die. So the other thing that's fascinating about this is he has an author on staff. So the author writes books 
for the kids. Now, this guy was like a big name author out in the world. Um, they don't know that. Um, he writes books under uh, uh, like a pen name for them. And he basically was writing propaganda books for them to behave the way that the, that dad or Richard wants them to behave. And he is having huge moral problems with it now, but he's getting paid a, a ton of money to go through with this experience. Um, and he's never allowed to mention women in his book. He's never allowed to mention them. Um, that so they, do, they don't even know that women exist? They don't. Um, there's never allowed to mention, uh, like, uh, one of the books they talked about was, like, the guy was a window washer. Um, and something happens. Like, would you or would you not report it to your boss? And it's like, you would never not report it to your boss. You would never not tell the people in authority right. everything right. you know. So it's like totally fascist propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's having big moral concerns about it because um, they keep telling him, like, we don't need you to write good books. We just need you to write books. And he's like, but, you know, I'm an artist and I want to do all this stuff. Um, and it seems like he wants to get out. So I'm in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. And zero idea where it's going. None at this point. I mean, does Josh need a hug? He might. Okay. He might need a hug. Sounds like Because, like, Bird Box yeah. and this. Um, it's dark. Yeah. It's dark. And especially this one deals with kids and right. um, back to the evil Harry Potter. So it has that kind of feeling to it. Because they're, they're all in a school and they're taking So, like, lessons. what happens when they, like, when they grow up? Like, what then what? I don't know. We well, don't know. The big thing here is about uh, them becoming teenagers. Uh-huh. And it took, it's, it's weird because I just don't think along these, these lines, but it took me a while. Like his first speech to the group was um, he got them all journals and he wanted them to start writing everything that they think and thought in the journals um, because they were, were calling it like the reawakening or actually they have a word for it like this time. And I'm like, oh, puberty. That's what this is. Like, you're trying to figure out what's going to go because they're going to start having, you know, different thoughts and feelings. And you want to figure out everything so you can figure out how to get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. And you're masking, their stuff. you're masking it in a way of, I care about you. And we can have conversations together. But you just need to make your experiment work. You don't care about any like, what does of he get out of it? What does this dad guy get out of it? I just don't know yet. Yeah, I don't right. know yet. He, he sits... Um, and watches them from the first floor because they're in a in what they call the turret, and it's a big mm-hmm. tower. I don't know how many floors, but they allude to it being pretty large. Um, and like each kid has their own room, so you think about that, it's got to be pretty big, right? Mm-hmm. And there's staff and cooks and the author and all this. Stuff. Um, um, um. But he sits at their first floor and watches them uh, through a two-way mirror, mm-hmm. so they can't see into his office, mm-hmm. but he can see out to them. In fact, the mirror is made to look like his office is empty and he's not in there, so they can have that extra layer of security of oh dad's not watching us right now but he totally is he sits in there and drinks gin and watches the kids mm. uh in a bathrobe um because yeah ew yeah, nothing ew. about this is pleasant um but i'm interested yeah i'm very very interested okay. in this book and okay. i'm excited to finish it um and I, I i need to look up he's got a couple other books okay. and he, i think he's probably going to end up being one of those authors of like i should just read what you write yeah because i'd love to bird box yeah um, and I'm, I'm really, really into this. So yeah. by the time we roll around next week, I'll be done with this and the next thing okay. that I'm about to talk about. All right. So, um, I needed something. I was, I was, I realized I was being kind of silly. Um, I was walking around the house with my headphones in, like when I was doing work and I was listening to music. I was like, man, I have like four audible credits mm-hmm. and like all this stuff I need to, 
I need to, I just need to listen to a book. Like mm-hmm. that makes more sense, better use to my time. And so I started listening to Daisy Jones and mm-hmm. the Six and that just wasn't going to work yep. because of the way it was going out. So someone had suggested to me, in fact, it might've been Deck Matthews, okay. um, good friend Deck, mm-hmm. whose third book comes out next two weeks Ooh, or so. Yeah. That's um, exciting. So yeah, I'm excited for him. Um, a book called Kings of the Wild okay. um, by Nicholas Eames. If you were to like briefly read a synopsis of like fifty books that were all like nerd fantasy books, it's this. I guarantee you would have picked this for me. Okay. So it is about a troop of mercenaries, right? Total like Dungeons and Dragons style thing, Um, and they are all old men now or older and, and have retired and have gone their separate ways and had families or something like that. And one of their daughters um, becomes a mercenary, mm-hmm. and she runs off to this city to fight in this war, and she gets trapped, and she's going to die in the city. So her dad mm-hmm. goes around to all the old members um, to, to get them back together. Everything is done, um, and every time they speak about anything, it's in the spirit of getting the band back together. And it's all done as if they were like a rock music band. Okay. Um, it is awesome. Um, like the leader is the front man. Um, they had a guy who used to like help them find work and money. And they called him the booker. He was basically their PR guy. When it's like, oh, I got you a gig in this town. They're, they're doing this. Um, you're fighting in the arena. Like you're headlining that show. Like everything is like it's the ba- getting the band back together. It's basically the reunion tour for for these people. So mix rock mm-hmm. music and all the stuff, which obviously I'm very much into, mm-hmm. um, and into Dungeons and Dragons, just just crap. It's awesome. Um, and the author Nicholas Eames um, is obviously having the most fun with it mm-hmm. in the world um, because. Every kind of little silly thing that you can kind of pull out of something like that, he's finding ways to do it. And this was his first book. Hmm. Um, his second one just released a, uh, a handful of weeks ago or something. Um, and so I will eventually pick that up as well. And I'm listening to it on audio. It's exceptionally well read. Any, any um, notable voice nope. actors? No. Nope. Uh, well, not. I don't want to be dismissive of the voice actor reading the book because it's only one guy reading the book. I think it's the first one I've heard read by him. Okay, got um, it. It doesn't mean that he hasn't read a sure, lot of sure. books. He's great. Okay. Like, lends the greatest sarcastic tone. And they do, like, it's, it's, all the characters are immediately relatable because the character that you're attached to for the story, like, who is basically your narrator for the story is a guy named Clay Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's... He's like the only one of of all of them that like doesn't miss the old life, right? Because you hear that about rock stars, you hear that about people. It's like, oh, we got to get the band back mm-hmm, together, we got to mm-hmm. do this again. Like, no, he settled. Mm-hmm. He went and found uh, a wife. He had a kid. He loves his kid. He's a good dad. But his best friend Gabe shows up. And says, "My daughter has mm-hmm. done this. This is what's happened." Um, and he's like, "Well." his wife's basically like he's your best friend mm-hmm. you gotta go mm-hmm. and he reluctantly goes and nothing is going right for him like he there's a running joke about um every time he gets a sword it either gets stolen or it breaks um but he's like the only one in the group that has any sense he doesn't drink anymore while they're all the other ones are getting sure. like, super drunk sure they find their uh, other buddy who has now become king of a, of a country and he's 
ballooned up like several hundred pounds hates his wife like none of these kids are mine um we're we're going to fake my death to get me out of here um they have a wizard which is very outspokenly gay Mm -hmm. um who is one of the funniest characters that I've I've ever heard of because he's super brilliant and amazingly absent-minded. Um, and then, like, the one guy who is, like, the toughest of all of them mm-hmm. who uh, has been trapped in stone for 20 years by, uh, uh, by magic. And so he's still 20 years younger than all of them. So he's basically, like, the talent and mm-hmm. he's able to lead them through. Okay. Um, it is so fun. It, okay. it's, it's fun in, in just a ridiculous way. Obviously, you have no interest in reading this and you shouldn't. Um, but anybody else who because in my head Benson. I was just thinking of jokes that I could. Just oh yeah, you, and you should go for it. I mean, and it's it's like it's all that that weird stuff. So like the the front man Gabe, yep. mm-hmm. right? Because they tell him the front man, um, he's lost all his money. Mm-hmm. He sold all his equipment. He's lost his wife. Um, and throughout the story, it's like his confidence getting back. Like he finds some of his old equipment and he tries to buy it back. And the guy's like, basically the broker is a total jerk to him. Yeah. Um, so he does come back later and he gets it. The broker has also stolen his wife. Um, and like all this stuff. And it's like the stories that you hear right. about like front man, like, right. like I'm guessing Axel Rose has no money. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, you hear about like all these things and that's Axel Rose have like another show on TV right now or something. He oh, was on something. I don't know. I don't know if it was like you know one of the. They like... just toured. Really? Yeah, they did. They did. They huh. were. I I watched a couple of videos and I thought it was terrible, but. Well. Which is disappointing because they were one of my favorite bands growing up. Yeah, um, my brother the last my brother used to play piano. I don't know if I ever told you that. No. Um, and he could and still can play um, November, November Rain. Rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like I'm like. Brother, learn another song because that oh. was the only one that you would play. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, um, oh, Axl Rose. <laughs> see, I was actually thinking about November Rain the other day for some reason, and I had to go look up the old MTV Video Music Awards. Do you remember when that was a big deal? Sure. When we were growing up, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, November Rain, or Guns N' Roses did November Rain in a duet with Elton John, and Elton John played piano and crushed it. Of course he did. It was amazing. That's awesome. Um, sorry, I derailed you. No, no, it's it's good. So. So it just it's it's so fun and it's it's lighthearted and it's, it's super violent actually. Um, <laughs> it's super ridiculously violent, but it's all this almost air of not to degrade the author in any way. Almost this air of absurdity yeah. about all of it. Yeah, um, I love it. I saw his his second book. Um, yeah, like I said, is out, and I have another Audible credit. And later on today, I'll just I'll just buy but, it, and yeah. that'll be the next thing that okay. I, I probably listen to. Okay. Um, but I haven't been this excited about a book in a long I know. time. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like it's music and dragons and like oh, so it's like sure, like why not? <laughs> what what a what a perfect uh, uh, subset for me. Awesome. So yeah, so. That's it. I don't have anything to read next because I have to get through these three. Yes, you do. Um, but by next week, I I definitely will talk about how they how two okay. of them two of them at least ended. Okay. I don't know if I have time for Daisy Jones and the Six though. It's actually um, it's as not a, that long. As yeah, as an audiobook goes, it's pretty short. Yeah, it's less than ten hours. Yeah, um, which is pretty short. Okay. So because um, a lot of the audiobooks can be that I was to it being like fifty. Yeah, that's and that's why I don't. I can't. Yeah, I'm not. I have zero interest in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's. If you but have I heard, to do other things, no, I know. But I heard I'm ex- I might actually listen to the auto version because I really liked the book, and everybody yeah. kept saying auto audio version. It's audio. cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, All right. sweet. All right. Well, I don't. I don't have anything else. No, me neither. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, go read are, some books. Go read some books. Yeah. Oh, you know, stuff. we were going to ask our um, all of our friends and yes, listeners. Yes, we have a couple things to ask. Yeah. So the first is for you to find us on all of our socials. Mm-hmm. So we've got a Facebook page. We've got a Twitter mm-hmm. um, for you to like us and to share um, share our, our, our page and, and mm-hmm. subscribe to our um, yep. our Apple podcast. Yeah. So I have a <laughs> Facebook page, but I'm going to make a Facebook group for us as well to go in conjunction. Okay. And then we can actually talk to you. Okay. Because you can you can post back yeah. and forth, and we would like that. That we'd love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, please share because mm-hmm. we would love to talk about your books. Yes. And talk about your friends' books. Yep. And the more people, the better. Yeah. If you're on Twitter, uh, find us. Just search for Beth mm-hmm. Ben Books and Booze, and you'll find us. Um, I have a pinned tweet mm-hmm. um, that I set up this week. Uh, to ask any of our indie author friends or anybody else to to put your books up there, yep. um, because we did that once before, um, and honestly, without pinning it, it became kind of a mess, and I don't know what I've missed, and I don't know what I have, sure. and so I don't want to miss any of your books. Um, so definitely put those on there. Um, the other thing that we want to ask, which is a big favor, if you use iTunes, um, please go um, rate, us. rate us. Yeah, um, five stars is fine. Um, if that's, if, yeah, uh, well, we can do that. Uh, we found that the iTunes algorithm is based on stars, uh, more than anything, not, uh, not how many listeners you have. So to help uh, us uh, find more people and meet more authors and talk about more books, uh, we would be very thankful yes, if you we went would. and, if you went and, and, uh, and put a rating towards us. So, and, and honestly do an honest one. Yes. Yeah. Five stars. But if it's really bad, could you just like let us know? Yeah, let us know why. Actually, feedback. <laughs> you know, uh, if you if you go to, to booksandbooze.net, our, our website, there is a form that you can mm-hmm. fill out, um, and we'd love to hear feedback. Um, if there's anything that we could we could do better, or things that we talk about more, or anything that you think would be interesting that we don't cover, uh, we'd love to hear that. That yep. would be really exciting because we're always looking to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Right, cool. Well, with that being said, remember. The book is always better. Always better.